Today's stuff is stuff Tzadi Aleph. We've got a few lines left to go before the Mishnah, but it was a proper place to stop anyway. Um, the, the discussion we saw was regarding what we just we started a brighter regarding Harakada, which is sifting. And that was to, in the attempt to understand how is Mishamer similar to Borer or Harakada? Okay. Is it like, is it similar to selecting or sifting? The case of strain, this uh, Mishamer by straining. And in that brighter, we saw that it says, Ein Shonin etakemach abomaraktim lacheranapa. Now, Ein Shonin means re-sifting a second time. You cannot re-sift kemach, but you can meraktim, I mean, for the first time, this flower, lacheranapa, with a nafa, sorry, with a, with a shinui. Okay, so I'm Rabbi Yossi Barbon. That's not Rabbi Yoda. Now we're back to this. This is not Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Because you've got a bright in the name of Rabbi Yehuda. It says, Af Meaning, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you can even do Machshirei Ochel Nefesh. Okay, this is, um, it is uh, as I read Rabbi Chaim, he says, Kogon letakena shipud litzlot agabav, even to fix a, a, a shipud, a skewer. Meaning, so how much more so with the harkara even without a shida bimuta? Why the And the reason is because harkara is something you usually do in large amounts or large, last you a long time, and that you could have done from erev yontav. And here, when it comes to but his matir machshire ochel nefesh, it's also you're allowed to do before yontav. You should have done before yontav. So kosher again, like like fashioning this skewer. So kolsh again, also harkada would be sharon yontav. So you see, if he's allowing machshirel chol nefesh kavachol, be harkada. So he said that bright is not Rabbi Huda. So the Gemara then asked, "Bayi da milta maul shanot kemach lachrei anafa." Now what that means is, if we're going back to the chachamim that argued, the question was, is they said you you cannot shonin, but you can do harkada machrei anafa. The question is, can you do har, can you do shonin machrei anafa? It wasn't clear what. It just says you cannot shonin, meaning the second time. But can you do it? Uh, I'll read you Reb Chaim actually, because you explain that's I explained a bit like the Korbaneda just said. The Ad Kan Lo Shamina Mahabrita Elada. This is Korbaneda. The Harkada Shari Lacharnafa. Aval Mibayelan Imutar Leshanot Alide Shinoi. Can you do this second sifting with the Shinoi as well? Kiva Ein Bokzorachol Kach. This is not just such a big need. In other words, it's still fine to use even without the second sifting. That is the Korbaneda way explaining. I'll read Reb Chaim because I found it interesting. It says Vakati Masafke Lahu the Rabbanon the Rabbi Huda Maul Leshanot at the Kamech Shinoi. Can I do a second sifting? Dahasha Minan Shuhu Tarakada Betchle Biyontov. When you says you're allowed to do sifting the first time in Yontov, that is Reb Chaim Hainu Kishinafal Tzor where Tzor fell into it or Solat or some sort of other waste into Yontov. Sheyev Shalotod Amir Yontov. That's something you couldn't do before in Yontov. Uh, when you could do the harkada bishinui, like we just learned before, that's when something you could have done on there, even even something you could have done on Yontov. So therefore, for shonim, the second sifting, that's what the question is related to, because it's not clear, it's not the first and the brighter. Fine. Let's now begin the next mishnah. Uh, we the we do quite a few mishnah out today, and it'll be even more so tomorrow. As you can see, we're getting towards the end of the like your shalmi. Uh, on Shabbos, if you like, you'll see. I'll see what I mean in a moment. So let's get, let's continue. We're allowed to do. He's allowed to pour water over shmarim. This is the squished out grapes, the sediment, if you like. Um, in order that it comes through and it will end up being clear, meaning the sediment will be clear. Now, why is that mutar? Well, with it, Rebbeim explains with respect to the water. Even though it's going through this mesananet, it's, it's basically that there was nothing. Your the water in, in the beginning was pure, and going through and coming out pure is not. Uh, it's not a maizaboro. Ah, but what about the actual uh, the the some of the grape juice, if you like, that might be left in this sediment? 
this Shmarim. So there, he, the explanation that's all brought is that that's not borrowed in the classic sense, meaning you're not separating the wine on its own from the sediment. The wine's coming along with the water, like it's like it's sort of getting dissolved into it, if you like, or, or coming along with the water that you've just poured into it. So that's not classic borrow, so therefore it's okay. Okay, next. So here we're talking about straining wine from very fine, fine little um, pieces that are inside it. That no, and importantly, you normally drink. People normally drink it that way. These little fine little pieces. One explanation I saw is that it's um, as it starts developing some sort of mold, these tiny little, almost like it looks like kamachim, like little uh, looks like almost wheat inside it. So very fine things. So they, normally people would drink. It's not a real problem. Therefore, since normally you drink, it's not a real can, can, can issue a borer. However, um, Reb Chaim here explains, he says, First, therefore, you're doing with a shinoi. You don't usually strain by putting a sudar like a, a, um, a piece of fabric over a clear and pouring it into it. That's not a normal way. But it has to be still drinkable. And therefore, um, if it's not drinkable at all, then it's clearly borer. That's why it's saying it's still drinkable. That's why, even despite the fact some people remove some of the little bits out of it, that's why it's okay with the type of this shinoi. And some of the mitzri is some of the different basket you're using to strain. Next. Now, this is a really difficult one to um, understand. And my father should explain it very differently. I read that the Pnei Moshe explains a bit like the Batanura. He says that so directly 10 beta krupa that would scramble an egg, if you like, put it in along with the chardal in this strainer, um, Kadesh Yitzol in order to give it a sheen, like to freshen it up. Now, why is that not a problem? It says um, it's not considered borer because you're not, you're not doing it to hafrada, you're just doing it to improve the color of, when you're adding this thing, and to improve the color of the chardal. Okay? So there's no like separation going on. Uh, which is the way the Batanur explains it, the way Pneumosh explains it. However, and this might be more clear as we look through the Gemara, Rashi there on the Gemara explains it differently. There is actually a separation, meaning the white of the egg is staying on the top and the yellow is coming along with the chardal through this mustard strainer or mister uh, sifter, whatever it is. Okay. And now again, because you're not doing it to separate, it's not doing because you want the chelmon out. From the hel the hel bon, sorry, the hel mon, which is yellow, from the hel bon, which is a white. You're not doing it to separate the two. You're just doing it because you're wanting to. It's still ochel and ochel, meaning you're just doing it because you want the yellow to create this sheen along or color the mustard that's going out with it. Okay, so therefore it's not. It's still considered ochel and ochel. It's not considered like a borer act that you're doing. That's the way. That's why the Rashi explains the Gemara. That's why I think the, most people understand it. However, very interesting here. Reb Chaim seems to understand that it might be the way, because the, how we understand the Pshat Yerushalmi, is you're actually separating the white and the yellow using a mustard strainer. Meaning the mustard strainer itself is a shinoi, not that there's mustard with it as well. It's just that you're using it to separate the two. Again, you're not doing it because I want to have one that's separate. Other, I'll read Reb Chaim inside it. It says, <laughs> I'm not separating the chelmon, the yellow, because I want to eat the yellow when it's on, because I need it to color other food. Okay? Therefore, it's not ochel and potel separation. It's still not mutar. The only way to do it is mesana which I think is like Because it doesn't sound like the, the mustard is along 
in there as well, even though maybe you can answer Rav Chaim like, like Rav Grashi, I'm not sure, but it doesn't sound like it. Okay, that's a very complicated thing that's going on in this Mishnah, this case of Khardal, and there's a lot, we can spend a lot more time on it, but I've tried to give you a brief overview as quick as possible. Okay, um, let's continue. Also, but nomlim nomlim, as we'll learn later, is a, the Gemara's going to explain it, where it's a mixture of wine, advash, and pilpel, so um, wine, um, honey, and pepper, that you can prepare on Shabbos. Okay, uh, uh, Rabbi Yudah says, no, Shabbos, you're going to make one cup's worth, Beyond of you can make a lagin, a, a, more of a jug, and ubemoid you can make a whole barrel full, the chavit. And Rabbi Yotzadok says, no, forget that. It's, it's not dependent on like quantities per day. It depends. I call it fear orchim. Now, what's the issue? Why is there limitations how much you're normally? Because the question is, if you make too much, it looks like you're preparing for chol. Okay, you're doing maiser for chol. Okay. Let's have a look at the Gemara. It says, not nin maimal gabeshmarim. So Rabbi Yehuda, sorry, Rabbi B'Shem Rabbi Yehuda says, B'Shem Rav. So Rabbi Yehuda B'Shem Rav. tik. Or you got talk here, but tick. In other words, when you put this uh, shmata across or this fabric across the clean in order to start straining this wine, you cannot make a little pocket in an indentation in the area for the wine to collect. Because that would be, Rukhaim says, that looks like that's a maisachol. That's what you do during the week. Okay? So it has to be somewhat different. So now the Gemara says, so therefore it has to be like simply taut across the top of the clean when you're doing this mutar version of straining this wine that's still drinkable even without straining it. Okay, let's continue. Can you simply put the strain, the even though, even though we're saying you cannot use your thumb, say, to make an indentation, what happens if you put it loosely across it and just the, the weight of the wine itself might simply make that indentation? Is that still okay? And it's left as a question. What's this referring to? Uh, it says, when using the Sijur basket, you cannot use it to strain like in the normal way. You have to put it on its side and pour You have to do it with some sort of shinoi, even in other words, just in the same way as we use when you're putting this uh fabric across the kli in order to strain the wine, it has to be no kadarchol. So do we find the kafifa mitri as well? Okay, let's continue. Gushel Khardal. If you've got like a a, a gush is like a all this khardal sort of mustard seeds sort of came together in one big mass. It says, how do you break it up? Rabbi Yossi says, The understanding is if you do it with your hand, that's the shinoi, but you don't do it with a kli. Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha says, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yanai says, that it's actually, we've got here, and Rabbi Chaim says, you should probably read it, because the kli is the shinoi. Why? Because it's more effective, it's better way of breaking it apart with your fingers than with a clay. However, Amarlo Rabbi Yochanan, meaning for animals, you wouldn't break it up with your fingers because it's not nice to do so. So, that should, it's, it's doing with a yad is considered the way of doing with shinoi and not doing with a cleaver the shinoi. Okay. Now, Rav Chizkiah Ravau B'Shem Rav Yochanan says, You can do either way, it doesn't make a difference. Okay. What's this here? So, Rav Yosef B'Shem Rav Yochanan says, Which is wine, honey, and pepper all mixed together, as we explained. And then we saw a debate in the Mishnah regarding limitations in the production, or if there are any. Okay. Next Mishnah, Halacha Gimel. Ain't sure in Tachiltit Baposhrim, Aval, not no Latocha Chometz. 
So we'll explain what it means on Nodav HaChomet. Bechilti is some sort of um, herb or some sort of uh, acid of some sort that they would use. It, it had medicinal properties. Okay, so you cannot soak them in order to drink from it. Poshrim in uh, water that's uh, lukewarm, like as in not cold, not hot. That's what poshrim is. And the reason is Veinosin can be shuvul in the hole. You know, this is a weekday activity. You shouldn't be doing this on Shabbos. Okay, it's not an issue mishum refuah, even though it has medicinal properties, because people that are healthy will drink it as well. It's just a healthy drink. Okay, now but what you can do is pay, pay, place it in chometz. We'll explain what it means chometz in a moment. Uh, that's when the Gemara begins. Next, ancient karshanim is vestures. You cannot soak karshanim, and you cannot rub them either. Now, this is to remove the psolet from the, the vetches themselves. We'll explain what all the malachas are on the Gemara that the Gemara is concerned with, the mission is concerned with when we get to the Gemara. What you can do is you can put it in a bowl or a basket. And if it happens, it falls. And if it falls, it falls. Okay. Here it says, Despite the fact the psolet might fall out of it, and birds happening on its own. It's not necessarily a problem. One understanding is it's uh, because it's a shirivshim and davashim de kaven and mutar. That's one understanding of the Mishnah, but we don't see that brought here. Okay, let's continue. Ein You cannot sift teven straw in a kavra in a sifta. Also, You also can't place it suspended very high in order that the, the mots, the little chaff bits, will start falling out from it. Or the wind will come and assist it. Like that, that you can't do. However, what you can do, you cannot, you can, if when you're taking this tevin to feed an animal, you can place it in the cover and transport it that way, because you're not sifting it, it's not your intention when you do it, and if it comes in our large it would be more tab than on the tochav, so you can take that and place it in the trough. That's on the Gemara. Amrav mena, kene manita, aval nonten la chometz. What does it mean, not no lefanav the tochav chometz? Rav explains here is that when you're putting in the chometz, you're doing so for people to dip their food in. Okay, that's what it means in the Gemara, Gemara when it says, when it comes to this chilti, you cannot soak it, but you can put it in chometz. What does it mean you can put it in chometz? Oh, not so it soaks in chometz, to, but rather so you can again dip your bread in it and do it derech achila. Okay, um, fine, let's continue. Rav Huna Amar Loshano Elba Poshrim, Avabatsonin is Mutar. Again, the issue of soaking chilti derech achila is if it's in Poshrim, but if it's in cold water, then it wouldn't be a problem. However, Rav Yochanan Meshach Rav Yochanan says, Afilu Betsonin, uh, even in Betsonin, even cold water be Asur as well. There's no difference. So, Amar lo Rav Yochanan, Vahalo lo Shanu Elo Baposhrim. But one second, didn't we just learn, didn't we see just before, that it's only in the Mishnah, it says Baposhrim, Mashma in Son, and it's fine. So, he said, Ela Alchina Meganu. What do you mean Alchina Meganu? Rav Chaim explains, he says, it says, Are we in, in being toiling in Torah for naught? Meaning, through our yagia, through our efforts in going in Chazara and learning all the sugyas properly, you can understand that the Mishnah is Shidei Yechida. And then you don't have a problem. Meaning, it's just learning Mishnah or learning the bits on its own on a light level, you'll come to the wrong conclusions. Because even, even Batsoran is uh, is actually Asur. And ah, our Mishnah happens in Poshim. Look, we learned elsewhere that that's a day Yachid. Now, Rafuna Amara may chilt it, mortalish shot of Shabbos. You're allowed to drink this may chilt it because, despite the fact it has medicinal properties, healthy people drink it. It's actually a healthy food for people to have. Okay, Rafuna says, If you have too much of it, however, like many things in excess, it actually be very dangerous. So you have a zoo's worth weight of that of it, Mr. Ken becomes dangerous. The aura nichlats and it can cause one's skin to, um, to uh, peel off. 
can be actually have very bad effects. actually drank, sorry, had a weight azuzah's worth of it. and had to quickly go to a cold river to cool off his skin because it generates so much heat and it ran the danger of again, as we said, nichlats is or nichlats, but it didn't, so he had to quickly take an intervention. Okay, let's continue. Uh, why can't you soak these vetches? Because through the soaking, what's going to happen, the waste products will float to the top, and that's Mishum Borer, that's an active Borer. And in the mission, it says, Ain't Shafi, you can't rub them either to get rid of the, to remove them from the husks, because that's dash, that's threshing. And in Korban Atem, you cannot sift this Teben and a Kavra. You can also not put on a Makom Gavoa, so that the, the Motz, the chaff, will sort of fall out from it. And we said that's issue, but that is, as is that's what's mentioned in the Mishnah, but the issue that is because Merakid, which is a, one of the Malachot on Shabbos of sifting. Okay, next case. So this is a Shorsh Patamim. A Patam is a ox, they fatten it up. They eat you know, for, I guess, for selling and things like that for food. So they fattened up this ox. You can move away the psolet from the feeding trough of this ox. On um, uh, this is one way of reading the Mishnah. Oh, uh, so so to can eat nicely. Umesalkin that study and move it to the side. Mipnei harei. Now, what is mesalkin mipnei harei? Now, if you like Mishnahs, a lot of the explanations of Mishnahs is a bit like the korbaneda and penemosh, uh, yeah, korbaneda. What it means is is that if there's a lot of straw there, you can move it aside so it doesn't get soiled, like re'i is like uh, soiling, okay? That's the Rebiosi. However, what's interesting here is Reb Chaim says, re'i doesn't mean as in feces or dung, but rather mir'e. Sorry, Reb Chaim, and it kind of fits in with the Rishama here. It says, meaning the leftover foods, you can masalk, you can move it to the time because it's not muktza, because it's still fit for a shor shoroe besadot. That's what it means, and it doesn't, it doesn't bother this shor shorei to eat what this shor patamian left over. That's what it means. Okay? Like a, a shor, this shor patam is more. Uh, Particular, it's a fattening shore. It gives it you, you give a quality food to fatten it up, and that's more particular than a shoshareti, a shore mirror, the one that happens to be uh um so usually grazing in the field. Okay, so therefore you probably read the Mishnah there. I mean, go friend of now patam on the you can take away from this food, leftover foods from this shore from this patam, or masaka and move to the side. Why? Because it's for the um the shore mirror, shore or that that type of uh, ox. Which is interesting because, as opposed to two different cases, if uh, so, you kind of read it as one. Okay, again, that's two ways to understand the Mishnah, but I think Rukhain reads it's probably easier to read the Gemara Shami, like where Rukhain explains it, you'll see soon. Um, let's continue. Chachamim, however, said Osram, Chachamim says you cannot do that. Next, not Nim with Nebe Amazum and Olif Nebe Amazum, but Shabbos, you're allowed to, it's not considered an Nesir or anything, you're allowed to take food from one animal and give it to another animal. The assumption at this stage is the same type of animal, from a cow to a cow. Etc. Dog to a dog, whatever. Now, let's look at the Gemara. This is talking about taking away, or however we explain that mission of sort of cleaning out the feeding trough of some way. Now, why? You see, the lashon sounds a bit like sounds like Reb Chaim. The simple reading of it, because that which the patam leaves over, the rei ochel, the the is going to eat. I'm so curious how the Amun Farshim explain it. 
Is it worth it? Yeah, we'll do it because it's fun. How would the Chachamim read this Gemara? You have to read it completely differently. So I'll read it by Moshe. In other words, the Gemara says, not asking him name Ma, why, did the, why does the first Shitta, as in Rabbi Yossi, allow it? We read it because that which the Shore uh, Patam leaves over, Harei Yochel. But rather, what it's saying here is, the Korbanator says, Ma Osrim Chachamim. Why Chachamim say you're not allowed to move it nonetheless? Why Mibnei Shapatam, Shropatam, Afilu Motar Harei? Ochel, even the motare, even ex- in other words, it's un- not discerning when it's eating. Even ready, but in katzba, it doesn't bother him. Velami salkeno or grafeno bichinam. So why move it aside if it's not going to be bothered by what's left in the trough? Okay, it's just a very different way of reading the Gemara. And because if you're reading re'i is done, you have to read. Obviously, you have to read it differently. Okay, let's continue. Sorry about that um, tangent, but uh, it's just I find it fascinating sometimes when there's such different readings of the Mishnah, and, ha- and then how they how they work out what the, what the Yerushalmi means. As a result of that, okay, let's continue. So, Baida Milta Mahu Okay, so question is, okay, when a mission says you can take from one animal to another, does it apply across different animals as well? Meaning different types of animals. So, Bala Milta La Miniti, we know we, we know this already. No, look, it says not lean with nay. We are talking about we could retake from one animal to the other. So Maniti, this says that mission mimba me no. That mission talking about the same type of animal. Our question is regarding from one animal to a different animal. So Tani Notella Dam Para. What you can do, you can take leftover fruit from a chamor and give it to a para, but not the other way around. Why? Because that chamor, when it's eating, seems to be much cleaner when it eats, where, and therefore the leftovers are para not, not going to mind eating. However, the para, when it eats, slobbles all over the place, and therefore it's going to be fit for the food of a chamor. A chamor is not going to take it. So again, it depends what animal you're taking to what animal. Uh, let's continue. And, and it also says, Tani not dam para. You can take from a chamor and put it before a para. However, what's behema shapira? Meaning, it's referring to a chamor who is not discerning with what it necessarily eats, but not nifne behema, which is in meaning for a cow whose pia is yafa, which is more discerning. Which is, by the way, if you're saying it's discerning, then it finds it difficult to understand the gemara from the kermaneda that says, "Oh, patama just eats whatever whatever is in front of it." So um, okay, that's why again, Rukhain's Seems to, be, seems to be a smoother reading of this uh, Yerushalmi Lanudati. Okay, yeah, the, and the the heter to the heter to clean it away. Does that depend? Is that only if you are actually going to take that and feed it to another animal, or simply so. that? Oh, is it? Oh, it's not muksa because it's rawi. Good question. Contra you is saying since it's is it because it's just rawi, therefore it's not muksa, or is it because? I'm not sure if it has to be, because if the Raula, if we're talking about moving food that's root for animal to make space for other things. So presumably, even maybe that's just a just, before we saw this, even if you're not actually going to feed it to an animal. So maybe it doesn't even have to actually feed it to an animal, it's just have a root animal that gives you justification to move it aside to make space to feed this, um, you know, the, the, the pattern, presumably. But it's a good question, I don't know. Okay, let's get next Mishnah. Hakasha al-gabe amita, lo biado. Okay, so you've got straw on a bed, and straw is generally uh, mukta, okay, because uh, generally straw, straw was used for burning, and therefore it's mukta, and you want to lie on the bed. You cannot move, you cannot use your hand to do so. But what you can do 
If you want to lie down on the bed and make it more comfortable, you can sort of use your body to shift it around. Okay. Um, now, the question is, or if already this is food for an animal, and therefore it's not muktzah, that fits in with your question just now, or there's already a pillow or a sheet over the top of it, then it's clear that straw was used to, for a mattress, if you like, for lying upon. And therefore, you can move it about with your hands directly. You don't need a sheet on it. Okay. A press of balabatim, a home one. So this is two boards stuck together to press clothes, like a primitive iron. Oh, oh actually, clothes press we have them nowadays, right? Um, we say that you can open. But you cannot, you can open or take clothes out. Abalokovshim, you cannot press on Shabbos itself. We'll, look, we'll see this Gemara. And it, however, it, when it's when it comes to Machbet, of the Shalkovsim, if we're dealing with that of a professional launderer, those ones you cannot even touch it. Okay. That's usually done to press clothes, and it's really forced, like secured tightly, closed. And dismantling, a, like undoing it, is like very close to stira. I guess you like almost drill it closed, these presses. The professional ones, shekevin to latir, and therefore since you cannot un- I- I open it up because it's mu- and therefore loy gabo mishumukta, and therefore it's going to be mukta. Vafilu letzorach kufu, you'll be able to move it around. Why? Because it's a mukma because it's an expensive item and something that's mukta machma kisorokis, you'll not move around. Okay, let's continue. Rebuild omer imaya mutar meerev shabbos matirat kelav veshomto. If it was already open from Erev Shabbos, already undone, you can pull out the clothes already on Shabbos itself. You can open it up and take out the clothes. Okay. Hakasha alamita. What's this straw? Madita beloshia shanalav. The whole case of straw on the bed that we issue is a mukta, that's if you haven't slept on it from yesterday. Avalim ashanalav, if it's part of your bed, then kagufohi, right? Imashalam et mol, then it's kagufohi, it's like the part of the bed itself, and therefore it's not mukta at all. Amrav Yehud, Amrav Yaakov Bar Idi, Rishonim Yosholim Maushin Ano Derech Atzileyad. Can you what? Can you move it kind of with your arms in a in a with a shinui? So Amrav Yanai, he seemed to be quite uh, against this. Karuach Kricha, meaning his someone who who does this, his hair should go bald. Kafuach Kaficha, he could should he lose panasa. Shfuch Tzimim Alman Alman Daadilei. Uh, the cold water should pour on the head of such an individual. Nafal beta mandara vichale. It's some someone that house should fall on such an individual who's uh, who scatters it and such uh, scatters this uh, straw. Yeah, it seems to be quite against it. In other words, the Mishnah says use your body as a shino, but you can't use that tzeliyad. Okay. Now the Gemara says Tani Rebchia, Tani Rebchia once again hadin had hadin din laani. What's hadin din laani? When it talks about that when it's in the Mishnah. If I had a pillow or a, a mattress or something on top of it, or sorry, sorry, a pillow or a sheet over the top of it, then you, it's not mukta. He, what he's saying is that's specifically an ani, because an ani, it's the way of a poor person to sleep on a bed made of straw. But Ashu, since it's not his way to do so, even if being, just the presence of a pillow on it would not make it considered uh, not mukta. Okay. Let's continue. What's this referring to? What's referring to is a machloket which um, regarding stira, right? Re, re, regarding binyan and stira, like construction and dismantling. This is a machloket in Mesat Whether you can pochet at a habait 
So that's it's a house. There's food inside and it's all closed up. Can you break the some remove some of the bricks of it to access the food on Yonto? So Rabbi Meir says, says Asu. But however, they both agree what? So when it comes to Chotomochabakarka, sort of uh, this is referring to Rabbi says like Dlatot Pitre Borot Umarot, sort of sort of um, little water holes that have like doors on them that are tied shut. That they both agree that you can mafak bekim or mafkin or matrim vechotchim. Mafak bekim is menaane. You can shake a matar kesher, kesher de lavshel kaim because it's not a because it's not a permanent knot. Reb Chaim says sherei lahatir tamid asul because that's something that's meant to be open and closed. Umafkin achever listora bototo. You could even pull it apart this rope to break the bonds um, in order that you can access it. But calls a biyontov. Meaning on Shabbos is different. You can, you can, uh, we said you can sort of loosen it by shaking it, but you can't tear it apart because it's dummy the stirat binyan. Okay? Because it's similar to dismantling or stira, destroying. However, on, and on Yontav, there will more make here. But this is the important point. When it comes to Kalim, that's not a problem. You can do all that. Now, what's the issue? What's the kasha here? So the problem is Amachbesh. Amachbesh is effectively a clean, you no? Know? And if you can make in, you can t- to take apart this Kalim to access like the food or, 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 or on Shabbos to access the contents. And therefore, it must mean if it's on Shabbos as well, there's no ain't steer of a Kalim. It's not considered, the mark of steer doesn't apply to your vessels. That's the assumption of the Gemara here. So therefore, why can't you open up this uh, machbesh of the kopsim to access the contents? Isn't that also in stira? So we say, no, the Gemara says, There must be that because, Reb Chaim says, since it's fastened so tightly, the dami binyan bakarka, they made it, they consider it like uh, binyan bakarka, as if it was a construction house. Okay? Um which is interesting. Um, I'm not sure what Ruchaim is saying on that because Latil um, I'm not sure why it's saying that, but it sounds like here that it's meant to be Machmir. Okay, so Amram Yossi, Manita Amraken, Shokovsim Lo Igabo. If you see quite clear when it comes to Kovsim, you cannot touch it. Mashma what? Ruchaim says, It's It's similar to. Destroying or despite the fact that so fast and tight, so solidly fused together, they treated it like as if they considered it like steer and akarka. So even though maybe in Kalim you don't hold steer by Kalim, in this situation they um they, they said it's well machmir by it. Okay. Now tomorrow Mitzashem is the last up. And if you notice, there's actually no more Gemara Yerushali. So, Mitz Hashem, we'll be able to fit it all in, but we're going to be doing learning about uh, four Prakim and Mishnahs at quite a rapid rate. Mitz Hashem, we'll see you tomorrow. Call to-